Welcome to Chad Gets High and Talks About His Commander Decks. My name is Chad. I'm, I'm going to get high, and I'm going to talk about one of my Commander Decks. Tonight, we are on a Humboldt Farms Purple Punch Indica, because I want to get to bed. Be smoking it over glass, through water, with a little ice cube in the catch there. Just give it, just make it smooth going down. Tonight was my first night with, I guess, what's going to be my new playgroup. Went well. It was fun. Everyone was nice. The meta's a little more comboy than I'm used to. It, not everyone's comboing out, but it seems like it's completely legitimate to end a game of uh, decent length with a combo, with some kind of infinite combo, and it seems like everybody has one in their deck, and that's fine. It's not what I'm used to, but I will, I will adapt. Uh, it doesn't bother me. So tonight I thought we'd talk about one of the decks that I won with tonight, that I got a pretty satisfying win with. And that is my Villas Broker of Blood deck. So what I'm going to do is I've taken out the basics, and I'm going to just kind of blind flip through the deck one at a time and just uh, talk about the cards. If anyone's interested, the deck list will be in the show notes. So I guess I should get going. I should read Villas, huh? Villas, broker of... Oh, hold on. Um, I forgot the premise. Forgive me if you can hear that. It's raining out. Alright, I figure we got about 5 to 10 minutes before I start mumbling and losing focus. So let's do this. Villas, Broker of Blood, for those who don't know. Villas is a cost 5 and 3 black for a legendary creature demon from M20. He's an 8-8. He flies, don't care. You can pay a black and 2 life. Target creature gets minus 1, minus 1 until end of turn. Boring. However... Whenever you lose life, draw that many cards. I fucking love this guy. Paying life for cards is my favorite thing to do in Commander. Paying mana for cards is blue mage bullshit. But paying life for cards? Beautiful. So I saw this guy and I fell head over heels in love. I would have fucked him immediately. I love this guy. I knew I had to build him. What does a Villas deck want to do? He wants to pay a lot of life and draw a lot of cards. How does it win? We'll get to that. It kind of just wins by paying a lot of life and drawing a lot of cards. Um, I just bury you under card advantage until I figure out a way to win. Sure, it's probably frustrating, but that's how it goes. So Villas. Villas is a mono-black deck, clearly. Villas has an average CMC of about 3.56. It's a little high, but not too bad for a casual deck. According to TCG player, deck costs about 700 bucks. I didn't spend that. I had most of the cards already, but if you're building it from scratch, you're looking at about 700 bucks. The basics are Battle for Zendikar Swamp 263, the purple one, my favorite of that cycle. And about half of them are foil. Hold on, how many? 
five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. This is fucking riveting, huh? Okay, twenty-two. Twenty-two basic swamps. Alright, so I'm gonna shuffle up the deck. And I'm just gonna talk about some cards. I may talk about Star Wars. I may talk about Trump. I don't know what I'm gonna talk about. Other than the cards. I'm gonna try to focus on the cards, but uh, the deeper we get into this, it's gonna be harder to focus. Alright, would you like to cut? Thank you. Alright, let's do this shit. Cabal Stronghold. Cabal Stronghold is obviously just a bad version of another card in my deck. But, you know, no reason not to include it. By the way, I'm not going to read every card. I'll read the more obscure cards, or, or I'll read a card if it matters as far as uh, its synergy with the deck. But uh, I'm not going to review what Cabal Stronghold does. Also, while I'm on the topic of whatever topic I was on, I'm also going to evaluate the card. How to put this? The deck is built around having Villas in play. I should back up before I start reading cards. The deck is built in having Villas in play. I'm probably going to repeat myself a lot, and I'm probably going to back up a lot. You'll get used to it. Or you won't, and you'll just never come back. Villas costs eight. So your first priority in this deck is to power him out as fast as you can. Even if you don't get him out till turn 8 and play a little bit of control game before then, you're okay. But I had a game at, at, at Command Fest Seattle where I did not cast Villas. I just never got to 8. You need to get him out. And so I'm going to be evaluating the cards as if Villas is in play. That I'm casting them or using them when Villas is in play. Because that is what their intention is. The cards have other purposes, clearly. Other than losing life. Uh, like the control cards and the card draw spells. But I'm going to be evaluating based on Villas. Because what I want to do, I'll say it again. I want to pay a lot of life and I want to draw a lot of cards. So, Cabal Stronghold. Devour and Shadow. Devour and Shadow is a removal spell you don't see often. It's too black and an instant. Destroy target creature. It can't be regenerated. Fine. You lose life equal to that creature's toughness. So, again, any card like this where the life loss is tacked onto it, where it's a quote-unquote downside, I look at that and say, draw a lot of cards. Nirkana Revenant. It's a mono-black deck. Mono-black decks make a lot of mana. And Nirkana Revenant. <laughs> starting to... Hey, uh, Aaron, I'm gonna need um, I'm gonna need this Reese's cup soon, or if someone can run to the closest Dunkin' Donuts, I think I think that's gonna be necessary soon. Nirkana Revenant is wow. Nirkana Revenant is there to um, make a lot of mana. Dread Presence, one of my favorite new cards uh, of the last couple of years. Uh, this is the one that whenever a swamp enters the battlefield under your control, under your control, you can either draw a card and lose a life, or you can drain something for two, any target for two. It's just a, it's just a, a very good utility card. It's a very good way, especially in a mono black deck, to draw a bunch of cards. Or I've played control with it before, where I've killed off mana dorks and stuff. It's, it's a, it's a very good card. Ancient Tomb. Obviously, Ancient Tomb's great. 
but it's the first example of the lands in this deck that do me pain. Um, a land that taps and just you pay two life and it draws you two cards would be like vintage playable, right? So, I don't know. Uh, plus, you know, it helps me power out my big fat-ass commander. Thought Vessel. I'm going to say this a lot. Hey, wizards. Reprint Thought Vessel. It's a mana rock. No maximum hand size. Pretty self-explanatory. Cold Steel Heart. Uh, like a lot of people, I have made the move to mostly two-drop mana rocks. And Cold Steel Heart in a monocolor deck especially. Not a problem. Good card. Bajuka Bog. And I'm playing black. Wretched Confluence. I like Wretched Confluence. I run it in several decks. It's probably the what? Third best Confluence. Mystical. Mystic. I mean, Mystic. Mystical. Mystical. And then like... Oh, Fiery. Fiery is a good card. But Wretched Confluence lets you... It's a control spell... It's a it's a raise dead and it's a draw spell and it loses you life and so with Villas it kind of just doubles in value but uh, and it's just it's just a good card to have around. Reliquary Tower C thought vessel. Although I have been running Reliquary Tower less, it's not an auto include anymore because especially in multicolor decks where that is at a premium, this is a monocolor deck that draws a fuck ton of cards. I should have one. Dark Steel Plate. Like I said in the intro, prologue, whatever that was, I need to have Villas in play, and so in order to have Villas in play, I need to protect him, because if someone can kill him, he's going to kill him, because they know if I attack with him, they're fucked. I don't know why I said it like that, but they're fucked. I did it again. And so, Dark Steel Plate. One of a couple equipments in the deck that we'll get to. Bloodgift Demon. Phyrexian Arena, my favorite card, on a 5-4 Flying Demon. Sounds good. Razaketh the Foul-Blooded. We all know Razaketh. We all know what he can do. He's not at his best in this deck. Clearly the life loss with the sacrificing is nice, but he's not at his best. Mostly because I have... Shit, I forgot to check a little. I only have 16 creatures in this deck. But I also have Dreadhorde Invasion and Bitter Blossom, so a few ways to make tokens. And I don't really have any payoffs for things dying. But he's a good card. He's got three pips for Nykthos and for maybe another... Devotion Matters card that we'll get to. Um, so, you know, he's he's worth it, but I will say not the best Razaketh deck. Unstable Obelisk. You know, I don't love this card. I don't think anybody loves this card. But Mono Black, Artifacts, Enchantments, Planeswalkers. Oh, wait, you can blow Planeswalkers, sorry. Artifacts and... I have a card in here that destroys Planeswalkers. Purple Punch Indica. So Obelisk is there to kill enchantments and uh, artifacts. 
Uh, and maybe lands. Sometimes lands. I'm not running a lot of sinkholes these days. Frexian Tower. One of my favorite lands. Tap for a colorless and then tap to sacrifice a creature and add two black to your mana pool. Like Razaketh, not at its best in this deck. But it's pretty much free slot-wise. And when I get Bitter Blossom out, it's quite good. Hatred. Alright, I know Hatred's a controversial card. And I know dying to Hatred sucks. But pretty much dying to anything sucks. That's why it's called dying. Or something like that. Hatred's a way to pay a lot of life, draw a lot of cards, and yeah, kill somebody. What do they say? Game's gotta end? I'm tired of that. I used to say that all the time, right? Game's gotta end. But now everybody fucking says it. And so I'm going to be hipster about it and stop saying it. Ivory Tower. This is an old-ass, ugly-ass Chronicles version of this card. I don't even know what it was from. Antiquities or some old shit. It's just a one-drop artifact that says during your upkeep phase, gain one life for each card in your hand above four. Gaining life in this deck matters. There is one line of play where you don't want to gain life. But besides that, you want to gain life back so you can draw more cards. And something like Ivory Tower is rewarding me for what I want to do in the deck anyway, which is draw cards. And so if I draw cards and have a lot of cards in my hand from and keep them because of Reliquary Tower, I'm going to gain a ton of life, which is going to let me draw a lot of cards. And da, 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 da. Liliana's Contract, my shiny foil one. This used to be in my Liliana Heretical Healer deck, whose entire purpose was to win with Liliana's Contract. I have since taken that deck apart after finally getting the four demon win. What I like it in here is, why I like it in here is, whoa, okay, is that it's five mana to draw eight cards, which is nice, right? Because you draw four cards, lose four life, but I draw another four. And then at the beginning, huh, what's that card? Alhamrit's Archive. Do I want one of those in here? Do I have enough life? I have enough card draw, but man, I could just draw myself. I don't know. Anyway, so Liliana's Contract draws me cards. However, I also have like five, six demons in the deck. So that is a possible way to win. It's a, it's a janky way, but it, it's a possible way to win. But mostly it's just, it draws cards and add to Devotion. Disciple of Bolas, in my opinion, should be a staple in every black deck and is very underused, even though you see it a lot. It's a way to draw a lot of cards, gain a lot of life, get down tonight. And, yeah, and in this deck it's great. I mean, I'll, I'll sacrifice Villas, draw eight cards... Gain eight life and then recast Villas the next turn or something. Disciple's great. It's really good with, uh, we'll get to it, but Wall of Blood. Amazing combo. Bolus's Citadel. That surprises no one. But I'm going to set this aside because this is part of a combo and we'll, we'll get to that. But, you know. Yogmoth Thran Physician. Uh, Yawgmoth's ability to pay one life, sacrifice a creature, put a minus one minus counter on a target creature, and draw a card is, re re is really good. 
I don't know, much like Razaketh, I don't know if this is the best deck for him. I think I got wooed by the pay a life to do it, and then you draw two cards. He's kind of on the chopping block. I have died more than once with Yawgmoth rotting in my hand. Because it just didn't look good on the board. Again, not a lot of creatures. If I have him and Bitter Blossom out, I'm doing great. And I'm drawing a fuck ton. I said fuck. I'm going to say fuck ton a lot of cards. So. But again, he's he's on notice. He's in the bubble. Mutilate. Mono black deck. Kill the things. Snuff out. Snuff out is a, for those who don't know, is an instant that costs three and a black. If you control a swamp, you may pay four life instead of paying snuff out's mana cost. Destroy target non-black creature. It can't be regenerated. With Villas in play, snuff out is kind of dis just dismember, right? But uh, I'm not convinced. I haven't drawn it yet, so I haven't taken it out. I'm worried about the target non-black creature. This was a card I found on EDH Rec. I know it's not an obscure card. I think it used to get some play back in the... What does that say? Masks, looks like. Era Mercadian Masks. I don't know. I don't like the non-black. There's no... Re like, I don't run Doomblade. I'll run Go for the Throat, but I don't run Doomblade. And so the... The, uh, the non-black thing bugs me. Vencer's Journal. The best of the no-max hand-sized cards in the deck. Because it then gains me all the life back that I spent. Doom Whisperer. You know, pay life, draw cards, filter through your cards. Uh, here's the thing about Doom Whisperer. Okay, fine. Doom Whisperer is not as good as I want him to be. Or it to be, to be fair, I don't know. Doom Whisperer has never been as good as I want them to be. It looks great, and the ability is powerful. But I've taken it out of decks, and this deck I, ha I haven't gotten to play yet. I've enjoyed it on Arena. I've done gross things with it on Arena, but in Commander, it just hasn't been as good as I want. Black Sun Zenith. Kill all the things. Myriad Land. Okay, let's, let's be honest with ourselves. Let's truly be honest. None of us like Myriad Landscape. No one is happy to see a Myriad Landscape. But, if you're a single color deck that doesn't have green in it, you're probably running a Myriad Landscape. But I'm not going to pretend for one goddamn second that I like this card. But you're so desperate for land ramp, especially land ramp, the most abusable type of ramp in Commander. You can play as many artifacts as you want, and one Vandal Blast takes care of them. But no one's playing Armageddon. Unless your playgroup is that type of playgroup, which great, because I've been wanting to run Armageddon lately. Watching Green Mages just do nothing, nothing, but cast ramp spells for the first, like, eight turns, and then just kill you. Where I have no way to interact with that. Because I'm not allowed to run Armageddon. Because of the social contract. And I agree. I don't want people running Armageddon. But, you know. Anyway. 
I don't really like Myriad Landscape, but it's in the deck. Field of the Dead. That is not Field of the Dead. Uh, Field of Ruin. I like that this got reprinted in Theros Beyond Death. It's probably the most fair but still good land destruction land. Strip mine's obviously busted. Wasteland's obviously busted. Ghost Quarter leaves you down a land and your opponent gets a land. But Field of Ruin, although it does cost a little bit of mana, is a nice, fair way to do it. And I think this should be uh, Evolving Wilds. This should be perennial. It should be around all the... It should always be in standard. That said... Field of Ruin isn't as good in Commander. If you're running a deck with a ton of basics, I would still run it. But while it destroys a land of your opponents, it takes care of that Gaius Cradle or that, uh, uh, what's the fucking, or Itlamok or uh, a Cabal Coffers, right? It's a big one. We'll get to that. It's great, but the other two players, assuming you're in a four-player pod, they get to ramp. They get to ramp, and that's not the best thing, but, you know, it's fun. And it does the job. Soul Ring. Yay. Dismember. I would never run Dismember in a commander deck. It's not that it's a bad card, but it just doesn't feel necessary with the sweet of control spells we have at our disposal. Cryptgast. Black deck, big mana. Psychosis Crawler. Okay, Psychosis Crawler feels gross to play. I honestly don't like playing it. But in a deck that draws a ton of cards, it is a solid win condition. That being said, I haven't won with a Psychosis Crawler in a long time. Because normally, you're drawing so many cards that it's what you do with those cards that wins you the game. At least in a deck that can't run a Lab Maniac or a Jace or what's that fucking new one that everybody's jizzing about. Um, Thassa's Oracle. Maybe Psychosis Crawler isn't necessary because it feels gross to cast it. Maybe partially it's because it looks like a Bomar Monk from Jabba's Palace. But besides that, like... I don't know. Maybe I can take it out. Maybe maybe that's on the block. Sensei's Divining Top. That's going to go over here with Bolas's Citadel. Stay tuned. Phyrexian Arena. My favorite card. The card that is responsible... That is responsible... Wow. For me... Wanting to build a Villas deck. I just love this card. Paying a life a turn, drawing the card, feeling that pain, feeling that clock. Maybe we're learning I'm a little bit of a masochist. I'm not sure. I'll have to talk to my therapist. Anyway, Phyrexian Arena, it's great. In with Villas, it's even better. Shit, dropped that. Reanimate. Classic, staple. Also really good with Villas. Here's a neat trick that you probably already know. 
but I learned it kind of late, is that reanimate, the way the card is worded, the target creature comes into play first, and then you lose life equal to its CMC. So if you reanimate Billis, you draw eight cards. You lose eight life, but you draw eight cards. That's pretty dope. So if I have a reanimate close by, or I know I can get to it, a lot of times I'll let Billis die and go to the graveyard. Not because, oh, I can bring him back for cheap and avoid the commander tax, but because I can draw a fuck ton of cards off of it. Anyway, let's reanimate. I don't need an excuse to run reanimate. Whip of Erebos. I've tried Whip of Erebos in many decks, and it has never been good for me. The reanimation just seems so clunky. You're exiling. There are other ways to reanimate things that don't exile. The sorcery speed. If you could do with this at instant speed, I think I'd like the card a lot better. I mean, obviously it would be better. Duh, people, I hate when people do that. They're like, obviously if this cost three less, it would be better. Yes. Yes, you're right. Of course it would. So, However, in this deck, it's doing, it's doing good work. It's gaining me a lot of life. Which is, which is one of the things that I need the deck to do. Magus of the Mirror. I mentioned earlier, didn't I? Did I mention? Anyway, that there is one win condition in this deck that does not want me to gain life back. And Magus of the Mirror is an example of that. Magus of the Mirror is a six mana four two human wizard. Six mana for a four two. That's well, that's not that's way less than vanilla. But you can tap it, sack it, just like any other of the Magi. Exchange life totals with target opponent. Activate this only during your upkeep. So it... I don't get that. I, I know they... I know they... Uh, they want to put a restriction on it. They could do it at sorcery speed. I know that that's kind of an old templating, right? Only during your upkeep. Like, yeah, what's that card? Um... There's a fucking reanimator card. Tap it, sacrifice a creature, reanimate something, but you can only do it in your upkeep. Hell's, ex Hell's Caretaker. Toxic Deluge. One of the best creature sweepers in the format that happens to draw me a lot of cards. Swift Foot Boots. I'll let you in on a secret. I'm not running Lightning Greaves. Lightning Greaves is clearly a better card. But this deck makes a lot of mana, and making Villas hexproof is more vital to me than make than than the zero. I'm trying to say is the hexproof is better than the shroud for me because I have other equipment that I want to put on Villas, and I have a few other things in the deck that can target a creature of my own. So I don't want him shrouded. So. Boots it is. Don't worry, I'll have the mana. I know it's not as good, but it's only in here to be on one creature. So I don't need that. It's not like that thing where I'm going to bounce it between creatures. Once I get the boots on Villas, the boots stay on Villas. So, again. Um, is that about half? That's about half. Halftime uh, refreshment real quick. Hold on. What are we thinking about this new commander set, huh? The legends or whatever? Shit, it's really coming down tonight.
22. <coughs> Shit, I'm gonna have to hurry up to get through this. I'm gonna have to hurry the fuck up because I'm gonna pass out. All right. Second act. Here we go. Nykthos, Shrine to Nyx. Probably soon to be banned in Pioneer, but we'll see. Mono black deck, commander with three pips, lots of things with three pips, makes a lot of mana. I know that it's kind of boring to have a black deck win by making a lot of mana, and I don't really try to do that. I don't, I don't make, I don't run like X spells. I try to make a lot of mana so I can cast a lot of spells to win. But I know, but it's, it's one of the things black is good at. Are you going to play a mono green deck that doesn't ramp? No, of course you are. Are you going to play a mono blue deck that doesn't draw cards? Are you going to play a mono white deck that doesn't win? Yes, you probably are. But still, this Nick though should make a lot of mana. Repay in kind. The most fun of the life switching cards in the deck. I was at Command Fest Seattle and I was playing against Joey Schultz of the EDH Rec podcast. I believe he writes on the site as well. The Commander Showdown series, I think. And I was playing Billis, and it was the game that I mentioned earlier where I never cast him. Or maybe I did and he got countered, but I never got him to play. I was low on mana the whole game. No, I never cast him because I stuck at 7, which is important. And I had a Bitter Blossom going and a Dreadhorde Invasion going and a Phyrexian Arena going. So I was paying all the life. I just wasn't I wasn't getting anything out of it because Villas was absent. So Joey passed to me and I had three life. And so on my upkeep, I Bitter Blossom, I Phyrexian Arena. And so I'm down to one. And then I draw off the top Repay in Kind. So I play Repay in Kind, putting everybody to one, and then I kill Joey Schultz with a 1-1 Flying Bitter Blossom token. He was very happy, and I'm not saying that. He was very happy. He loved the shit out of it. Herborg. Soul Conduit. It's a even worse version of the Magus. Well, it's not worse because, I mean, it's six mana for, and for an artifact that you can pay six and tap it, so 12 total. Two target players exchange life totals. So I don't think it's as good as the Mag... I don't know. It's not as efficient as the Magus, but if you have 12 mana, you can do it on the same turn. Arcane Signet. Now, this is going to be the only time I say anything about Arcane Signet. I'm not going to worry about it next week. People that want to bitch about it becoming a must-have and everyone must run it. Remember, understand this. This used to be a Mind Stone. This used to be a Mind Stone and I replaced it. It's just a different mana rock. Who cares? Liliana of the Dark Realms. This is the one that tutors you up swamps. She's good. Uh, she's not too threatening. At least for a couple of turns. No one wants you to ultimate her. But for the first couple turns, they're like, sure, let him go get a swamp. If you can't ultimate her and make her swamps tap for four, holy shit. But 
That doesn't happen. Cabal Coffers. Hey, look, Urborg's best friend. Phyrexian Reclamation. Like I said, I don't have a ton of creatures, but some of them are really good. So Reclamation lets me buy the creatures back into my hand. And when I do that, I draw cards. Even though it doesn't save that on the card. Wall of Blood. Wall of Blood is a three mana black wall. It's an O2. You can pay a life to give it plus one, plus one until end of turn. It is Yogmoth's Bargain. Legal and Commander. To be fair, a two card one, Villas and Wall of Blood is dumb. Wall of Blood is just when Villas is in play, instant card draw whenever I want it. It's also real fucking good with Disciple of Bolas. I've done that a couple times and it is sweet. Kirik, son of Yogmoth. Alright. Villas and Kirik are soulmates. You do not have a Villas deck without a Kirik. You do not have a Kirik deck without a Villas. That is not to say Villas... Well, that's not true. It's not to say Kirik could be at the top of this deck. It would be fine, but the deck is not built to exploit Kirik. It's built to exploit Villas, but they are buddies. When they are on the field together, you're probably going to win. Or be killed by a vicious mob of the other players. That happens to you. Lich's Mastery. Uh, Lich's Mastery is part of the Repaying Kind package. You know, if you can somehow get yourself below zero and then cast this, you know. It's a little bit of a nombo with Villas. It's kind of a an alternate win condition. In a way, like, that you don't want Villas for. It's not part of the Villas plan. It's more get this in play when you have, like, very little life. You know, somehow lose the life. You can't pay it, but somehow lose the life. And then, uh, and then repaying kind or soul conduit. Hall of the Bandit Lord. I mean, it's nice to swing with Villas. That's really one of the win conditions, is a... 8-8 flyer that does commander damage. So that's fine. But what Hall of the Bandit Lord really says is tap, add a mana to your mana pool, draw three cards. Which would be one of the greatest lands in history. Star Compass. Erebos, God of the Dead. I don't know. Uh... Compared to some of the other effects, his card draw is actually inefficient. I mean, it's two mana to draw four cards. That's not bad. I mean, it's quite good. And, and you know, But he has that ability to keep away life gain. This deck does... It's not a deck... Unless I hit the combo, it's not a deck where... Like, I'm doing a ton... Like, where I can do 100 damage to somebody. I mean, I guess I can do commander damage. But either way, Erebos is a nice... Draw engine and a little hate card. And I have a lot of devotion in this deck, so sometimes he's an indestructible 5-7, which is nothing to sneeze at. Shadow Spear. This is a new one. Uh, it's a one-drop equipment. 
Quick creature gets plus one, plus one, and has trample and lifelink. So it's like just a, and it equips for two. So that's three mana to equip, to play and equip a slightly worse Loxanon Warhammer. I'll take it. And then it has an activated ability that does not have to, that can be activated when it's not on the creature. For one colorless, sorry, for one generic permanence, your opponent's control lose hexproof and indestructible until end of turn. It's not going to come up a lot, but it can come up. That's a good ability, and there are other cards that do this, but that card, like Glaring Spotlight, but that's really all that card does. Maybe it does one other thing. And then there's the land that does it. This is just an equipment that I would play anyway. And in this deck, wanting to gain life, and say someone has a bunch of little weenie blockers out, giving Trample to Villas to help me win the game is a good thing. And it gains life back for me to draw cards. So, I like Shadow Spear is obviously a very good card. Expedition map. Uh, I have a Cabal Coffers, I have an Herborg, so I have an Expedition map to go find them. Inferior Deadlands. Now here's an example of a land I would not run in uh, nearly any deck. But I can pay a life and tap it to add a black to my mana pool. I'll never use the second ability. Or the sacrifice ability. But, I don't know. Drawing drawing a card for when you tap mana. Sounds good. Tavern Swindler. Okay, Tavern Swindler is kind of the dumbest, jokiest card in the deck. It's just a it's just a two mana two two that when you uh, tap it, you pay three life, flip a coin, and if you win the flip, you gain three life or gain six life. You know you're you're gambling. Um, I don't know, man. It's like it's fine. It's just kind of funny. Tap it, draw three cards. Jet Medallion. These fucking things are getting expensive. Font of A. Okay. Alright, I gotta sit up. Shit, getting a little blurry. Okay, Font of Agonies, for those who don't know. I fucking love this card. Is a enchantment that costs one black. Whenever you pay life, put that many blood counters on Font of Agonies. That's already pretty metal. Blood counters on Font of Agonies. Sounds like a testament album. One in a black. Remove four blood counters from Font of Agonies. Destroy target creature. There's a quote from Nicol Bolas. No worthwhile reward is easily gained. I love this card and it's not very good. When I saw it spoiled, I was like, oh, and the art by... Sorry, my eyes are getting blurry. Jason Engel is um, hardcore, and I love the, again, I love paying life for stuff, and so to have this kind of onboard removal spell is great, but I never found a home for it, I think I own like six copies, I just never found a place for it, until Villas came into my life, and then I realized it has a home, and I will tell you, it's been wonderful. It has done great work. People tend to, because they don't know the card or because they just rightfully believe the card is bad, they just let it sit. 
I'll get 12 counters on it. They'll forget what it does. And then I start gunning things down. It is good in exactly this deck. Maybe in a Kyrick deck. And that's it. But oh, I'm so glad. You know, you have those cards, right? Where like, you think they're cool. You're a big fan. But they're just not... They're just not good, or they just don't go into any decks or archetypes or any of your decks. Or they need that special deck to work, and it's a nice feeling. And I have a lot of cards on the scrap pile that I've never found a home for. But uh, I finally found a home for Font of Agonies, and that makes me happy. Shizo, Death's Storehouse. I love these lands, these Kamigawa legendary lands. And this is one of the best ones, because it gives... Uh, Target legendary creature you control fear. Um, actually, it's not even you control. Target legendary creature gains fear, so it could be used politically. Uh, but it's a way to get Villas through because uh, he's one of the ways to win. Castle Lockdwayne from the notorious Throne of Eldraine. You know, it's a land that is always going to come into play untapped when it matters. And it draws me cards, paying life, you know the deal. Cabal Pit, <laughs> uh, much like Infer Deadlands, a land that I probably wouldn't run. It's a tap it to add a block to your mana pool and it does damage to you. It has a threshold ability, I've never bothered to read it. Uh, but it's just another way to pay life. Gilded Lotus, I said, uh, feels like an hour ago. I said that. Oh. I know, I know, I'm almost done, but come on. <coughs> Shit. The wind blew the smoke back in my face, so, uh. Place is gonna sting for a while. <clears throat> Luckily, the okay. Gilded Lotus. I said earlier about moving to two mana mana rocks, and most of the format is doing that. But when you have an eight mana commander, a card as rawly powerful as this is welcome and necessary. So fuck yes, Gilded Lotus. I need to get that demon into play. Gray Merchant of Asphodel, Gary. Okay, I said I wasn't going to say it, but I'm going to say it. Game's got to end sometime. Somebody's got to win. Gray Merchant feels cheap. It feels like cheating. But the way I justify it in this deck to me, and not, I mean, listen, listen, we're going to get to an infinite combo in the deck, so I don't feel that bad about it. It just feels cheap. But is that it gains me life, which is something I need. So he's not a bad early game play. He's really not. So, but uh, yeah, he's Grey Merchant. He's powerful. The standard is proving that again. Pioneer will be proving it, I'm sure. Uh, but, uh, I don't know. It never feels like the best way to win, like looping Grey Merchant or something, but, you know. 
Essence Harvest. Now, this is the number one card. No, this is the number two card. Tavern, Sw Tavern Swindler's Garbage. Well, so is this card, but that I would not be running if Villas was not my commander, and that I will never cast, probably, unless Villas is in play. It's a three-mana sorcery. Target player loses X life. That target player will be moi. And you gain X life, or X is the greatest power among creatures you control. So if Villas is in play, it is a three-mana draw eight cards. And you don't lose any life, because you lose the life and then you gain it back. So it's a divination that draws you eight cards. Farika's Libation. Choose one. Oh, sorry. Two and a black colorless. Two and a, two generic and a black for an instant. Um, choose one. Target opponent sacks a creature. Okay, it's a bad edict for three mana. Or target creature, target opponent, target target opponent sacrifices an enchantment. They tried this with the two mana sorcery in the last commander set. Mire something, Mire and something. I would have known it. I would have known it a half hour ago. Um, but this is so much better because that gave them the option. This doesn't give them the option. You know, it's going to be good against gods. It's going to be good against doubling seasons and stuff. You know, it's it's going to be good. I haven't drawn it yet, so I could be completely fucking wrong. But Vampiric Tutor. Don't need to explain that. Phyrexian Processor. All right. How much time are we at? Oh, shit. Phyrexian Processor is a four-mana artifact from one of the Urza things. When it comes into play, pay any amount of life. So that's four mana, pay any amount of life with Villas. That's four mana, pay, draw any amount of cards. And then four and tap it. Put a minion token into play. Treat this token as a black creature with power and toughness, each equal to the amount of life paid at the time for Exiting Processor came into play. So it's a way to make these kind of big creatures that can be win conditions. It's a way to make these big creatures that can be sacrificed to things like Disciple of Bolas or Yawgmoth. And it's four mana draw draw up to 39 cards if that's the light you know if you're at 40 so this used to be i got this card this used to be in my brian stout arm deck the idea would be since brian had um lifelink i'm definitely going to dunkin donuts after this you know i'm gonna i can walk i can't walk anywhere here except for to the dunkin donuts so any exercise I get will be nullified by Boston Creams. This used to be in Brian Stoutarm. And, uh, but I took Brian apart, you know, it was like, oh, I pay a bunch of life, make a big thing, throw it at somebody, gain the life back. Turned out to be a little too clunky. Much like Brian. I love that deck, but, uh, there are only a couple of things you can do with it. Like, I think it was my friend Austin said, he's like, yeah, I mean, I throw a Sarah Avatar at somebody's face. That's pretty much the height of what I'm going to do. And that's true. Also, the game commander passed it by. The format passed it by. Brian used to be kind of a fun commander. But now I can't imagine a table other than maybe a pre-con table where you're going to sit down and feel 
comfortable with Bryon. Feel like you're playing the same game. He just he feels like of a bygone era, and by that I mean like two years ago. Bitter Blossom, obviously a great card. In this case, a Friction Arena that also makes you a token. And Killer of Joey Schultz, a BDH Redcast. Um, Vraska's Contempt, just a good removal spell. Demonic Tutor. I don't know what to tell you. We're all adults here. It's a Demonic Tutor. Damnation. This, this Damnation is the first one I ever owned. This is uh, original Damnation. Um, I remember Modern Masters, whatever came out, and I pulled a Goyf. Every Masters box I've ever bought, I pulled a Tarma Goyf. And as someone who doesn't play Modern, that's just free money. And so uh, I went to the store that night, and I had my Tarma Goyf on my binder for maybe an hour. And... This guy came through town. And he just wanted to play kind of like the first night of draft of the Masters set. I think it was Masters 2015. And um, he was a Jun player and he needed his fourth, fourth Tarmogoyev. And so he opened his binder to me. And uh, I got, I think I got my Ulamog that night. I got, I know I got my Dracona Revenant that night. And I got my first Damnation because this is back when Damnation was 60 bucks. I got my first Damnation from him. Yeah, I love this damnation. Uh, Dreadhorde Invasion. Some people call it Better Blossom. Those people are wrong. It is way worse than Better Blossom, but in this deck it's pretty good. Thran Dynamo. See above reasoning for Gilded Lotus. Uh, what do we got? Phyrexian Obliterator. Ah! I love this card. It is a great... 5-5 five, five, unblockable and is a great 5-5 five, five wall. Your opponents never want to rumble with the Obliterator. It does not synergize in this deck at all other than adding Devotion and being castable. <laughs> Can't imagine running this. I mean, I guess if you're reanimating it, you can run another deck, but uh, maybe I'll think about that. But yeah, it's... um Yeah. But I love it, and it's here, and fuck it, it's Commander. And, uh, oh, this is funny. So the last card, and not planned, although I wish I had. I'm looking at this Grey Merchant. Sorry, it's still on top of the pile here, the Grey Merchant. Again, it, it, it gains me life. It lets me draw more cards. Do I need to run an Insanguinate in here? For the same reason? I mean, it would probably it would be good, right? It's a good finisher. Here's the problem, though. I fucking hate Exanguinate, and everyone I know knows I hate Exanguinate. I hate losing to Exanguinate. I've never cast Exanguinate, but it'd be real good in here. And I'm not playing with my old friends, so if I so if I get Exanguinate for this deck. I could, uh, no one would know here, no one here would know what a big fucking hypocrite I'm being. Right? It would be good. How much, how much is that? Sanguinate. Sanguinate. So it used to be real expensive. How much do I see? Shit, like five bucks. Sanguinate's only five bucks. 
Anyway. Three or four days. Um. So going to the last three cards, funny enough, Aether Flux Reservoir, Sensei's Divinity Top, and Bolus the Citadel. This is my infinite combo. You have Bolus the Citadel out. You have Sensei's Divinity Top on top of your deck. You pay one mana to cast it. One mana, meaning two life to cast it. It triggers the Aether Flux Reservoir. You then put Top back on top. And you cast it with Bolus of Citadel. Paying two life. But you're gaining the life with the Reservoir. And you can do that as many times as you want. To make an arbitrarily large number of life. And then... And then... Uh, kill everybody now I would run bolus of citadel in this deck anyway clearly top is never bad I wouldn't necessarily run it in this deck or I wouldn't think to but it's never bad and it's not a problem being in the deck reservoir is the one that I'm kind of mostly running for the combo. It's not a bad card, and I have other ways of gaining life, and I have other ways like Carrick of chaining off Carrick, and of course Bolus of Citadel chaining off spells. But uh, I don't know if I'm gonna. I would cast enough spells. I don't know if I'd be able to storm off with it in this deck. So I think that would. If I decided not to do the combo, I would just take out the Reservoir. But like I said, my new meta seems okay with a combo or two uh, in your deck and, and they you've been playing a half hour and at least everyone's gotten to play they don't seem to mind somebody going like you know boom weaver giant on you or something what time is it oh shit okay anyway so that's uh that's my villas broker of blood deck i really like it i know it's not always i don't know if other people like it i know some people do not but it's uh it's fun to play. I like that uh I like that it's um um I like that it kind of <clears throat> shit. This is hard. I almost made it. I almost made it. I don't know how well I made it, but I almost made it. I like the fact that because you're just drawing a bunch of cards in the best way possible, that you'll find a different win every time. I don't think I've won. Maybe I've gray merchanted a couple times, but I, I, I can't really think of a time where I've won with this deck, and it does win, but I've won with this deck and done the exact same thing. Sometimes it's literally just having Villas and Razaketh in play and beating the shit out of people. And other times it's repaying kind. And other times it's just, you know, everyone's at a low life total. So a grain merchant does it. Sometimes it's, a, it's something else. Hopefully one day it'll be Liliana's contract. 
So it wins different ways because it's not linear. It's just draw a bunch of cards and find a way. So I don't know. I'm sure it's not too fun to play against because I'm just drawing cards. Although it is interactive. Villas himself is interactive. I have used his onboard ability. Um, you know, it, it can do stuff. You know, it has control elements, but I love him too much. I'm not giving him up. So anyway, uh, thank you for listening to Chai Gets High and talks about his commander decks. Uh, my name is Chad. And uh, I am really fucking high, and I think I just got done talking about one of my commander decks. Next week, um, I'll do this again, I guess, uh, from a deck. Maybe talking about a deck that shines that week, you know? Maybe that's what I'll do. I'll like, go to commander night and uh, um, come home and then take a deck that did well that night or had an interesting story. I didn't tell an interesting story about it. This deck tonight, I just said that I won with it, which I did. I think they just scooped. I got Kirik and Villas and Bolas of Citadel out. And uh, I think I had Whip of Erebos to give them lifelink and they just scooped. I didn't have the win on the board, but it was inevitable. I had Wall of Blood out and it, you know. Um, but, uh, so next week I'll pick a deck that I do well with, unless it's Phyllis. I don't want to, I don't want to repeat myself. And maybe I'll get nostalgic and, uh, break out the deck list from that Brian Stout arm deck I mentioned. Um, and do that one night. All right. The deck list is in the show notes. Um, I'm, I'm going.